0: Welcome to the Living Out Podcast. I'm your host, Darren Steele, and I'm going to do something different today. I want to tell you about my method. Now, this podcast does a number of different things, it serves a few purposes. I might be talking about personal growth, social justice issues, or something related to LGBTQ issues, and sometimes I combine all of the above. It's about how I look at the world and how I understand and link our own self-awareness, personal growth, mindfulness, uh, our choices to have a bigger impact in the world, meaning and for the purpose of making the world a better place, solving really big problems and hopefully inspiring some people who maybe just needed that spark or maybe i gave them an idea to take that leap into doing something that they've kind of put away in the closet maybe and i use this metaphorically you know what best parts of you have you left in the closet <clears throat> now that metaphor for me comes from having grown up in the closet and then finally coming out as a gay man and things that I wanted to do I hid away because I was afraid if I explored them and let other people see what they were things like dance and gymnastics I knew at that time that I would just be even labeled more gay and I I couldn't handle it so I've talked about this in other podcasts but whether you're whatever you're Gender identity and sexuality is, we've all got things that we've suppressed or held back, and they're the best parts of who we are. And they're also scary sometimes because maybe it's a dream or a desire so old and layered with so many fears or protections, or you've been judged. For these things in the past that you just don't want to bring it back out, or you don't even know how to start, or you make excuses like we all do, like, it's too late, I don't know if I can do this, it might mean I have to leave my job or change careers, or I'm busy, I've got a family, or I'm just having too much fun right now, whatever the case may be, and I say that without judgment. It can be really challenging to find out what that spark is within us that would help us live out the best of who we are. <clears throat> and when it comes to working with someone, whether you hire a coach or a mentor or go to a mastermind group or buy a program or you know, follow some uh, particular way of journaling to get clarity, so many of us are looking for Not the system to solve their problems, but a way to help them find out how to make that thing or be that person that they already are. Now, systems can be problematic. They can be very complex, too complex for some people. Maybe they have too much technology. Maybe they're too touchy-feely. Or maybe they're too simplistic. And we all come into making change, wanting to make change with certain judgments. And those judgments are a way of protecting ourselves from not opening up. And so I've been thinking about how it is I help people exactly. And so I've put together a structure. Now, when i say structure i mean it's fluid it can be modified it can be changed but while some people might be ready for individualized unique coaching on an ongoing basis where you know they're looking for somebody to interact with to listen and to pull out the things that you know they're not quite ready to deal with or that they need to show up and work with that person to be accountable to themselves, because it's never about being accountable to your coach. I've put together something called the ADD methodology. And it almost sounds like attention deficit disorder. And to me, that's a bit of an inside joke because I grew up ADHD. And in the, I was born in 1965, in the very early 70s, I guess, that's when. I was diagnosed and I I had it. I had learning issues. I had dyslexia. I was on Ritalin for a couple of years. I couldn't sit still. I couldn't focus. And even into my young adult years, having to deal with that, having to get focus. And besides a lot of nutritional assistance that helps with ADD and ADHD, getting into your passion being purpose-centered, knowing what really drives you, being internally motivated to do things for yourself is what helps someone who suffers from or has to deal with some form of ADD to get into flow state. So that's why I mean it's kind of a bit of an inside joke for me, because it stands for assess, dream, and design. ADD, add, add to your life so you can live out the best of who you are. And I have a series of eight steps that I help my clients go through. And I'll go through the eight just quickly as the naming, and then I'll explain things in detail. And before you decide, oh, I'm going to tune out, this is a sales pitch, This is not a sales pitch. What I want to offer you in this explanation is a way of thinking about where you are right now. And if you really listen, there will be nuggets, gold nuggets, helpful information that you can, if you make notes, probably look at where you're at right now and answer some questions for yourself. And you might get some new ideas. You might be able to take that step forward that you hadn't before. Because nothing that I'm doing here is like brand spanking new. It's just the way in which I look at the world and help my clients make their lives better for what they want and what they need. So the coaching steps for the ADD methodology are number one, assess, and then purge, and then we reinforce foundations. And then we get into the future, dreaming about what you want, how you want to build upon who you are so you can be that thing you've been dreaming about or that thing that you've closeted away. And then we evaluate, we work on our values and we design, we start working on the living or the life plan. We check it again by refining it, and then finally, we review everything, just to pull it all together. So let me walk as briefly as possible through the steps, and again, start thinking. We start in the past, and not in the sense of therapy, but journaling is brilliant. Both typing using, let's say, an online journal or your teleph- uh, your phone and app, and handwriting. If you really want to get creative, you're struggling to get something out, if it's early morning, I think pen to paper works best. There's that mind-muscle connection, and then you can sort of flow with whatever's coming up. <clears throat> now, throughout the day, it may be easier to keep a digital journal or reviewing what you did um, at the end of the day in a digital journal is great. So find out what works best with you for you. But if you've got something that you've been repeatedly struggling with, avoiding, procrastinating about, just ask yourself the question, why am I procrastinating on this thing? This is an example of when it's best to use pen and paper. I would put at the top of the page, handwrite it, why am I procrastinating about? Let's just use the example taking care of my health, or losing weight, or going to the gym, or why am I procrastinating about finding a new job? Whatever that is, and start writing, and try not to judge yourself, try not to second guess what you're writing, just write, and even if you need to do this over several days and over several weeks, and go back and review. So what you're doing here is you're assessing the foundations of your life, to know where you stand right now right? You want to be painfully honest with yourself to figure out how you got to this point. You want to figure out, like, what are my biggest problems and struggles right now? Because those are the things that are potentially holding you back, that are not allowing you to go forward. Or maybe they're the things that when you solve them are going to help you make the biggest leap forward in your life to create the best amount of potential or impact, But you don't want to just look at the bad. You also want to look at what you're proud of. You want to look at what you've done in the last, like, 30 to 90 days that's been significant, that made you smile, that was a a goal you achieved, or something that made you feel successful. What about the last few years? What about the last 20 years of your life? What have been the milestone moments? And so we move into the next coaching step, which is purging. Purging is really important because just like I was saying, assess the foundations as the step one. If you think you've got a house or you've got an apartment, maybe you've lived there, let's say for five to 10 years, we amass a lot of junk, a lot of stuff that we don't need. And literally, we want to clear out the clutter of our lives. And we want to look at both the physical and the emotional. So, you know, if if you're somebody who works at home all the time, or even Your office, do you have a lot of stuff laying around your desk that's visually distracting that takes you out of flow and work state or creative state? Get the fuck rid of it. I'm not going to go into a lot of details about this, but there's a process that I can help you with about purging that is really phenomenal and it's done over a couple of weeks and it's really interesting how much stuff we hold on to. And even the little things like a book sitting on your desk or a painting that's on the wall might not be the best thing for you to have there. And I also said emotional purging. Like, have you got friends in your life that are dragging you down? Have you got family in your life that makes you feel bad about yourself? Is it now time to consider what you need to do about that? Do you need to disassociate yourself with people? Do you need to limit the amount of time you spend with certain people? Do you need to have some conversations with people to clear the air, to let go? And what we do with all of that is we... Next step, reinforce. We reinforce the foundations. So we've assessed them. We've looked at what there is. Now we're going to clean up all the clutter. We're going to clean up our physical environment, our emotional environment. And we're going to really get clear on a number of aspects of our lives. We're going to figure out who is it that we're being. And that's the most complicated part of this step. Because a lot of people are like, well, I'm me. I'm Darren. No, no. Darren's an ego identity, it's your name, but who are you being? Just think about that for a second. And we look at the things that you've probably heard about people discussing coaching, like your health and wellness, your financial foundations, your money, your career, and Relationships and fun, how all of those things exist in your life and how to reinforce them, how to design them, because in order for you to be the fullest expression of who you are and to have the most impact or to achieve that goal, when all those aspects of your life are reinforced and healthily taken care of and fostered, and loved, it is so much easier to have a larger amount of energy to be that person who you are fully expressed. And so about halfway into the ADD program, we get into the future it's kind of the most fun and it's the dreaming it's the visioning it's the imagining where you're at it's putting yourself in a state of mind three years from now and there's a bit of preparation about <clears throat> maybe you're looking at your bucket list maybe you're looking back at all the things you've done in your past that you've wanted to do but you haven't done and you're You're wanting to get into that sense because here is where you're painting the picture. Here is where you're coming from the 30,000-foot view and you're just hovering over your future landscape and you're really seeing yourself as how you imagine yourself being. But you're seeing yourself in the future, in the present tense, so you can really make that mental... Linguistic pathway connection with who you are being three years from now. Now, excuse me, we do all of this work because this starts helping you become more aware of things that maybe you haven't paid attention to for a while. It will re- bring up a lot of things about who you are. It could bring up a lot of emotions, both positive and negative, but this helps us move into defining our values. And I have a very powerful exercise. I didn't create this one myself. Um, I use someone else, and it's just I haven't seen anything so potent. And it takes some good time and work and thinking and pondering and playing around with words around values and then creating them into sort of a hierarchy and really getting the feel for the best words. Because I know people that sign off, these are the coaches I follow, and they'll say like truth, joy, and love. And They'll say, love, so-and-so, truth, joy, and love. And those three are their core values. And after we've gone through the core values, we identify your top three or four so that you can sort of rattle them off every time. But the reason why this is so important and why I say this is the evaluation stage, because what do we evaluate? We create we decide what's significant and important to us based on what we value most. So, once you have your core values, every choice you make, every decision you make, you can use your values to decide if you're being congruent. So, if you're doing let's say happiness or joy or peace of mind, they're all kind of similar words, right? But they may resonate different with someone else. I I for some reason really like happiness. That means joy excuse me, that means peace of mind to me. And this changes sometimes every few months. I I go on to a different word because it resonates differently. But if I'm doing something that doesn't make me happy, fuck off. There's a time and a place when we have to do stuff that's really hard, right? But maybe it's congruent with another value. So if one of my values is wealth or freedom, And I say that because, excuse me, wealth can bring you peace of mind. Wealth can give you certain freedoms. Freedom may also mean something more like I have financial freedom and I may have freedom to be who I am as a gay man without feeling blocked by other people restricting my identity or my freedoms to be. So if that thing that I don't like doing it's maybe a relatively small task, but I know upon completion, it will enhance my wealth or my freedom. I'm going to choose to do it. Because once I've done it, then it also fulfills and is congruent with my other value happiness, right? Now, if the thing I wanted to do was in conflict with every one of my values, I probably shouldn't do it. So the next step is design and sort of the steps after that are all connected with designing. And we do the values first as a way of establishing how you're going to move forward. And in designing your life, your life, living your life by design, we look at the micro and the macro And what that means is the micro part of your life design is, do you have a morning routine or an evening routine or a meditation routine or health and fitness routine? How does your ideal day and week look like? And maybe even your month. And then the macro design, I'm just calling it that, is coming up with a series of lists based on what you need to do to move forward and get what you want. And I've got a particular structure of going through these lists and organizing them in such a way to get a what's most important list, and then, even more subtle, what needs to be done first. Because there, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of an example, but there might be something that's the most important thing for you to achieve in your life. But there are some other tasks that have to be accomplished first because maybe those tasks, once they get out of the way, would allow you to work on that task or project that's the most important thing in your life. And then finally, the last two steps are refining and reviewing. So you're refining your goals from these lists. And we're looking back to our values to determine now: Do these goals that we want do they match up with our values? And if not, we adjust our values. Because if, and this I've learned from someone else, if, for example, your number one goal is to increase your income in the next ninety days to a year. But if you don't have something that speaks to financial freedom or financial abundance or wealth as one of your top three to four values, that means you're not really focusing on that, even though that's a big goal. So it's just like the classic scale with a left and a right side. We have to have our values being in equilibrium with our goals. So either you change your goals to match your values or really what needs to happen is you modify your values to meet your goals. And then later down the road, if you've created this financial freedom and abundance in your life and you've got this sort of rolling along and you decide you want to start giving back, you want to create a program for people who don't have as much as you or you want to take part in philanthropy, maybe giving back philanthropy is a new value, and maybe wealth isn't in your top core values. It's there as part of another larger, broader stroke of the pen that includes the idea of wealth. And finally, the review. The review is, let's look back at the steps that we've taken together. What's your commitment right now? Understanding the difference between intention and commitment will change your life forever. I think I'll do this, or I am committed to do this tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., or on Thursday, September 12th, I will have whatever the case may be. So, I have found... Over the years with the different types of coaches and coaching programs I've worked with, that it's depended very much on what my needs have been. Sometimes I've just needed one-on-one coaching help to be very specific to what was going on in my life and to get some clarity and just to have that person to hear me speak And to pull out things that I hadn't thought of or help me see what I'm, help me hear what I'm not saying, what's missing between the lines, and ask me the deeper questions. Other times I've been part of 90 day and 12 month programs that followed a system and were really helpful to get me from point A to point B. So think about. Your life right now. And how a system like this can help you to assess the foundations of your life, to know where things stand. How did you get to this point? And then looking at everything that's around you physically and also the relationships that you have. What do you need to purge, control, and manage And then once you've done that, how do you reinforce the foundations of your life to make things stronger? Get clear on how you take care of your health and fitness. Get clear on your financial health and know whether there's something you need to do to change that or whether it's in really good shape. Get clear on your relationships and fun time. And if that's programmed into the calendar, are you or have you been missing out on spending time with people you love and care about? And understand that all helps to reduce stress and make you a happier person. And that leads into who are you being? And then dream. Dream yourself three years from now. And then from there, get clear on your values. Get clear on your top three to four values. And from there, start designing your life so you can live your life by design with what you need to do on a regular basis, what are your most important projects or goals, and what needs to be done first. And this is figured out on a Daily, weekly, and monthly, and longer term basis. The greater amount of clarity only needs to be probably within a 90 day period and then reassess, refine, and review. I hope this has been helpful. If you have any questions, please go on over to my website at darrensteel.com and Just leave a comment below this post or go over to the coaching page and you can uh, fill out a short questionnaire and happy to set up a time with you to have a coaching conversation to discuss how I can help you add, (laughs) assess, dream, and design your life to live out the best of who you are. As always, thank you for listening and live out and live proud.